Welcome to A Course in Miracles, Living the Love, Walking the Talk, with Rev. Jennifer Hadley, a beloved teacher of the Course, who has helped thousands learn how to express their beliefs from moment to moment in their everyday lives. Get ready to focus on your intent to be the love, be the peace, through practical application. Here is your host, Rev. Jennifer Hadley. Bonjour. Bonjour. <laughs> yeah, I'm so happy to be with you today. Thank you for joining me. I know we're transcending time and space together in order to have a healing. Yeah. And, uh, oh, <laughs> uh, just so grateful that we can join together in spirit. So let's do as we always do and begin with a blessing. So we take a a breath, a deep breath of love and gratitude and center into our heart. I place my hand on my heart, so grateful and so thankful for the love of God shining in my awareness. So grateful to partner up with the higher Holy Spirit Self. So grateful and so thankful to consciously attune to the infinite love of God. So grateful to lay on the holy altar fire of divine love all sense of regret or resentment, shame, blame, hurt, worry, doubt, fear. We're giving it all to the Holy Spirit for healing. We're opening ourselves to a sweet transformation, ease and grace in all our movements, physical, emotional, mental, spiritual, ease and grace all the way. We share the benefits of our healing, our expansion, our clarity, our freedom, our joy with everyone because we are truly truly one with them so grateful so grateful so grateful in gratitude we share the benefits with everyone because we're one with them we let it be and so it is amen 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 yeah, so the topic of our conversation today is healthy boundaries. Healthy boundaries. Yes. Mm. And I'm going to be um, starting with uh, chapter 8 in the text. It's entitled, The Journey Back. And section one is entitled, The Direction of the Curriculum. The Direction of the Curriculum. (sighs) Now, let's just define what we mean by healthy boundaries here. Um, It was kind of funny to me, a little odd is probably a better word for it, that Spirit pointed me in this direction of boundaries, healthy boundaries, uh, because the message of A Course in Miracles is unity, and so uh, no separation, of course. So what's a healthy boundary? A healthy boundary is when you are not making choices that you regret. A healthy boundary is when you do not even entertain the notion that someone could take advantage of you. One of the key things I learned was that uh, as a child, I really... um, I strove for independence. Interdependence was frightening and threatening to me because I felt like in my family, things always had a price tag 
But that price tag was not always made known. And I had a traumatic experience uh, when I was five years old, five, six years old. And I know my parents didn't mean to traumatize me. I know that. So I don't hold it against them anymore. But I had this experience. It was a cold uh, winter night. There was a lot of snow on the ground. We were in Ann Arbor, Michigan, and I was um, very upset about something, and I decided I was going to leave. I was out of there. Out. So I told my parents, I'm leaving. I'm out of here. And I packed my little suitcase and um, I was getting ready to go out the door. And my parents said, listen, we understand you want to go. That's fine. But hey, the stuff in that suitcase, that's really ours because we bought it. So it really belongs to us. It's not yours. You cannot take it with you. That was really upsetting to me to discover that the things I thought were mine were not mine. They were just on loan to me. That felt very violating. And then I I was like, okay, you know, I'm sure if in my little child mind I knew how to say F you, I would have. And, um, uh, You know, so I said, okay, fine, take your suitcase and your stuff. And I headed for the door and they said, wait, wait, wait. And one by one, they made me take all of my clothes off. So my winter coat, my boots, my hat, everything. So that I went out into the cold, dark, snowy night naked. I was so determined, you do not control me. You do not get to tell me what to do and manipulate me and control me. I cannot stand it. My ego was just... But it was also my spirit. My spirit because I was overwhelmed by the manipulation and my parents were only trying to teach me right from wrong I know that now and they had been raised by parents who that's how they had been raised to manipulate the children to control the children and you know now I have friends who are being raised where they're teaching their infants sign language, they're explaining everything to them, they're not treating their child like an uh, um, an object, you know, that they just put it over here and move it over there and stick the bottle in the mouth and stuff like that. They, Every step of the way, they're explaining things and honoring uh, the child, and it's a really amazing difference that it makes in their life. But my, I know for a fact my parents, their motivation was the highest and best for me. And they were really doing so much better than their parents did, you know? Much more understanding, much more um, connected. And so, but at the same time, that was a traumatizing experience for me. And so healthy boundaries is not a wall. It's permeable. And so the love can flow in and out of that healthy boundary. But the manipulation, the coercion, the guilt, the shame, the blame, the attack thoughts does not permeate that healthy boundary. It can't get in. It can't get in because we don't allow it. And so for me, it's been uh, many years of journey and learning because I truly desired to learn how to be interdependent, truly present in the moment, not regurgitating the past and repeating it over and over and over again in more and more painful ways, but to be able to stand fully present in the moment to the opportunities to choose love. So self-love is primary because loving ourselves is loving God because we are of God. We're part of God, right? God cannot be God without us. 
And so in Chapter 8, The Journey Back, The Direction of the Curriculum, it begins with knowledge is not the motivation for learning this course. Peace is. This is the prerequisite for knowledge only because those who are in conflict are not peaceful. And peace is the condition of knowledge because it is the condition of the kingdom. Knowledge can be restored only when you meet its conditions. So peace is the condition of knowledge. And what A Course in Miracles tells us is that all knowledge is already available to us. We have total access to it, but for the walls we've put up in our mind, in our heart. So it says in in the Course, seek not for love, but to remove the obstacles to love that we have built in our heart. So that's why we're, we're looking at healthy boundaries are that it's like a permeable membrane in around our aura, around our field, our heart, our mind, our energy bodies, all the subtle bodies. It's a permeable membrane that love flows in and out and Unkind thoughts do not move in or out. That was one of my prayers before I came to A Course in Miracles. I was working with the Violet Flame. And even before I was working with the Violet Flame, I got directed to create what Spirit helped me name as a purple mirror-like shield of love so that and and now I recognize it as this permeable membrane but it's mirror-like because my intention was that any negativity would not permeate that shield and I didn't wish to broadcast any negativity into the world. No attack thoughts. Let them instead bounce back to me so I can have an awareness of them and transform the energy by giving it to the Holy Spirit. And so nothing would leave my field that was detrimental in any way, shape, or form, and vice versa, nothing could come through. So, A Course in Miracles teaches us that our loving heart is our protector. And this I have definitely come to understand. Everything works together for our good. There are no exceptions except in the mind of the ego, except in the ego's perception. So, Going back to knowledge is not the motivation for learning this course. Peace is. So it's telling us that peace is the prerequisite for knowledge. And that uh, peace is the condition of knowledge because it's the condition of the kingdom. Where is the kingdom located? It is within. But you see, I love these... Um, beautiful teachings from the Bible, even though I was not raised a Christian or uh, um, n- never have been a Christian, uh, I loved Jesus' words and read in the Bible. I still do. And I um, studied the Bibles uh, for Oh, a year or so when I was in ministerial school, and that was very eye-opening, heart-opening, and helpful to me. So the one of my favorite teachings from the Bible is, Seek first the kingdom, which is within, and all else will be added unto us. So the kingdom is our heart. Course Miracles talks about it as being that altar space in our heart and to have no false idols upon our altar, which is our heart. So false idols on the altar, same thing as walls built as boundaries. So when we don't love and respect ourselves, uh, 
we have unhealthy boundaries. And it, from that perspective, it appears that people can take advantage of us. But in truth, no one can take advantage of us. That's truly an illusion. Uh, we have to allow it for it to occur. So if people, if we're allowing people to take advantage of us, isn't it our responsibility to stop if we don't like the results of it? Now, what I learned about myself is, there's only one reason ever in a million years that I would wish to let anyone take advantage of me. And that one reason is that I think there's some benefit I'm going to get in exchange for letting them take advantage of me. So I'm allowing it. I am giving that permission in order to get something back. And one of the things that we give permission, one of the reasons why we give that permission is to be a martyr. And it's about manipulating people to feel bad, to feel guilty, and to give to us from that guilty motivation. No part of that is love. So our practice of A Course in Miracles is about removing the obstacles to love in our heart. So I'm just going to invite you to just go quiet here for a moment. We've got the Holy Spirit guiding us here. Let us look in the inner landscape and see where we are feeling that people are taking advantage of us. Where is that a feeling that we have? What, what aspect of our life, our relationships, our activities feel like someone's taking advantage of us? Just noticing that. Now, let's see if we can be honest with ourselves and see why that makes sense for us to engage in that way, to relate in that way. What is the advantage that we receive when it seems like we allow other people to take advantage of us? What is it that we are hoping to receive in exchange for allowing that. It's going to be different for different people. Yeah, so if we're allowing someone or inviting them, encouraging them to take advantage of us so that they then feel a bit guilty and they owe us, we're giving something to them in order to get something in return. That's not loving to ourselves, it's not loving to others. And the only reason, the only reason we engage in behavior like that is because we do not feel worthy of love. That's the only reason. So the antidote for that is recognizing that all are worthy of love. All are worthy of love. No one has to manipulate for love. So noticing where are you manipulating to get love, to get attention, to get resources, to get appreciation, to get approval, to get recognition, to get praise. Where are you manipulating things in order to get that? 
that's a clear indication of a deep sense of unworthiness. So what we can do is we can actually begin with gratitude. Gratitude that we're recognizing this often seemingly hidden behavior. As a spiritual counselor, I've been a spiritual counselor since 2000. This is my 18th year of being a spiritual counselor. And I have had so many people come to me for counseling, and one of the primary issues for them is they feel that they're being taken advantage of. And when we break it down, they discover they're the instigators of it. And and or they allow it with full permission. And then what they do is they go into resentment and they have some regret and they feel some shame and they feel some blame. And what it does is it keeps them cycling in a low vibration. And when we're cycling in a low vibration, complaining is part of that that whole mixture there, right? That's blame and shame and all that. It's just forms of complaining. And uh, as you've heard me say before, complaining makes you a, a crap magnet, but being grateful and praising makes you a love magnet. You decide what you'd like to magnetize more of in your life. So the the fast track to healing this is being grateful that everything works together for your good and there are no exceptions, being grateful that you can change your mind, calling upon the Holy Spirit, calling upon Jesus and the angels and asking for all of heaven to support you in taking these patterns out of your mind. And that's what Jesus tells us over and over again. Just ask for our assistance. We can't take from you anything that you cling to, but your willingness to let it go is all that's required for it to be taken from you. So no matter how entrenched that pattern and that belief of unworthiness is, it can be taken from you. And I am here to testify, my friend, let me testify that it works. So the minute you start to feel some regret, oh, I've overgiven, I've given too much, Bam, right there, as soon as you start to feel that, oftentimes, right, it's in your lower chakras, you feel that, ugh, God. Instead of energizing that low vibrational thinking and feeling, rejoice, move right into gratitude. Oh, look, I did it again. I can give it all to the Holy Spirit for healing. I'm so grateful, grateful, grateful. I just recognized that I fell back into that low vibrational behavior. Whew, Holy Spirit, I am willing, willing, willing. Please take these thoughts, these beliefs, these patterns out of my mind, out of my heart, out of my life, out of my memory. I am not interested in putting any more energy into them. I am done. I'm complete. Thank you, God. Make it so now. But, you know, and the ego will want to say, hey, wait a minute, they owe me. No, 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 no. Give that thought up. There's no owing in God. There's just no owing in God. You either give it freely to have, give all to all. You either give it freely or don't give it. Give it freely or don't give it. You know, it's like sometimes I have, it doesn't happen to me anymore, but it used to happen to me. I would give of my time and my energy with the agreement that the person was going to pay for the class, pay for the session, whatever it was. And sometimes people didn't keep their agreements. Well, I let it go, you know. And it's like, I don't need to 
do another class or session with them unless they make restitution. And in the meantime, go with God. God bless you. There's no owing here. I'm not interested in holding on to debts and debting. And I'm not interested in complaining. Big lessons for me. I'm glad I learned them. This is all part of cultivating healthy boundaries. Yes. And just as we're we're going to go to our break here, uh, I'd like to let you know that the A Course in Miracles conference is coming up at the end of February. It's in San Francisco. And Power of Love Ministry, we have discount tickets. We have discount tickets. We bought them with the idea that we would be able to support people um by going uh, to the to the conference on the discounted ticket price, we also have payment plans, and we do have some of these tickets left. I really um, am inviting you to please share and let people know so that we don't end up having a loss. So, um, if you're interested in those uh, Course in Miracles tickets, you can go to jenniferhadley.com on the events page, or you can go to acim.news. That's the website, acim.news, and you can learn all about it there as well. So, uh, check it out if you're interested. Again, we have payment plans and we have reduced ticket prices, so check it out. And... I'm Jennifer Hadley. We're talking about healthy boundaries and A Course in Miracles. We're living the love, we're walking the talk, and I'll be right back. Thank you for tuning in for A Course in Miracles, living the love, walking the talk. Get ready to focus on your intent to be the love, be the peace, through practical application as we return to A Course in Miracles, Living the Love, Walking the Talk. Welcome back. Welcome back. And we're talking about healthy boundaries. Uh, and just before I dip back into that topic, I, I woke up thinking about telling you this this morning. Um, so we're still completing the transcription of all the radio show episodes, and you can find those radio show transcripts at livingacourseinmiracles.com forward slash radio, livingacourseinmiracles.com forward slash radio. If we, there's an episode you really would like to have the transcript of, and we haven't transcribed it yet. Just write to admin, A-D-M-I-N, at jenniferhadley.com, and we'll put it to the top of the list. We'd love to do that for you. Uh, one of the reasons that we're transcribing it, all these radio shows, is because the deaf have no way of accessing this material except through transcription. And the other reason is that we have so many thousands of people around the world who listen for whom uh, English is a second language and having the transcript helps them to more clearly understand it. So a giant, huge, massive thank you to all the people who make contributions and tithe offerings to help support this work so we can make it available to more people. Also, I realize I don't often say enough that we have the free A Course of Miracles app. You can go to uh, livingacourseofmiracles.com and get it through there. You can also go to acimapp.com, acimapp.com and get it there. The app is free for downloading and it's free because of wonderful, generous donations from people so that we could make it free. It has all three books, the text, the manual for teachers and the workbook and um you can do things like set alarms 
to remind you to do your practice. You can look things up. You can search for words and phrases. You can highlight. You can bookmark. We do uh, approximately one to two updates per year. So if you do have suggestions that you'd like to make about the app, go to, uh, again, write an email to admin, A-D-M-I-N, at jenniferhadley.com, and we will take your suggestions for the app. It's available for iPhones, for iPads, and for Androids, all those platforms. We've invested the money in all of that. So I invite you to do that. Remember, too, that you can get all these radio shows uh, via podcast, which makes it so, so easy. So from your device, you can go to the podcast app on your device, and in that um, app, search for me, Jennifer Hadley, or search for A Course in Miracles, and you'll see uh, there the um, podcast. And then it just makes it so easy to track which ones you've listened to, which ones you haven't, blah, blah, blah. And um, also, because we have so many episodes in the podcast now, we're having to start a new one. Um, so I'll be telling you more about that as that progresses. And um, if you would like to make a contribution, you can do it at livingacourseinmiracles.com or jenniferhadley.com. And um, yeah. Yes, yes, yes. Oh, one more thing. I knew Spirit had one more thing for me to share with you. And that is a lot of people get inspired to start A Course in Miracles study groups. So we have study group support audio library. We have a few recordings. I'm going to add another one um, that are all about how to start a study group, how to run a study group, facilitate a study group, a promote a study group, uh, wonderful, wonderful recordings with great people who've been doing study groups for more than a decade. They know a lot about it. Um, we've just got these wonderful little library of recordings. So I'm encouraging you to um, make use of it at livingacourseinmiracles.com study group support. All right. Back to healthy boundaries. <laughs> and this is such an important topic because it's one of the great ways that the ego has to suck us into a low vibration is complaining that uh, people are taking advantage of us, people don't respect us. But what I have seen personally is that the more I have a really healthy respect for my physical body, my emotional body, my mental body, and the more that I release all the judgments, I do not find that people try to overstep my boundaries. Uh, I did find that for quite a while it was a real thing. And so um, I found it on all sides. So uh, sexually, um, with uh, in from uh, men trying to take advantage of me, you know, or just trying to have um, you know see what they could get, and all the people uh, now understand I have healthy boundaries. I'm broadcasting it. Remember, we all share the same mind, so I'm broadcasting my self-love so people know they they're not going to be able to control me or manipulate me it's not going to work i'm disinterested in it and there are times when people try they try with their emotions with their upset uh to try to manipulate me to um all you know to to whatever and my spirit no, spirit knows what, when to help someone and when not to. When it's controlling and manipulation, it's so obvious. There's no sense of um, 
confusion anymore. I used to have so much confusion. And uh, now I see that the confusion comes from just what it's talking about here in Chapter 8, Section 1. Knowledge is not the motivation for learning this course. Peace is. This is the prerequisite for knowledge only because those who are in conflict, right? And conflict is really similar to confusion, Those who are in conflict are not peaceful and peace is the condition of knowledge because it is the condition of the kingdom. So I have an awareness when people are trying to control or manipulate me. And people will still sometimes try to make me feel guilty, but it doesn't work. So they recognize it doesn't work. So they go on to someone else they can successfully manipulate. Yeah. Very common. So one of the ways that people um, have these unhealthy boundaries or lack of boundaries is they have people in their life saying unkind things to them. Now, one of the ways we can look at that is are they actually reflecting back to us our own inner dialogue? I find that people rarely say anything unkind to me anymore. I'm not speaking unkind to myself at all at all that is over so i just don't find it reflected back to me from the world every now and then someone will say something unkind to me but it's so clear it's a cry for love there's no confusion about it and so this i know is a direct result of my deep commitment to only speak kindly to myself I don't motivate myself with pain or fear. Like, oh, you better do this. Oh, if you don't do that. No, I do not speak to myself that way anymore. Uh Uh-uh. All motivation is loving. Loving kindness. The Dalai Lama so beautifully said many years ago, kindness is my religion. It's a wonderful way to express A Course of Miracles. Kindness is my religion. It includes <laughs> Buddhism and everything, um, everything that's, that's true. So it says, um, in here, knowledge can be restored only when you meet its conditions. So peace is the condition. So when our mind is in conflict, the, 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 the basis of all conflict in the mind, and you can read this in the fear and conflict section in chapter two, which I recommend so highly to really just know that section. Um, all conflict comes from saying you want the peace of God, but then choosing things that will not bring you the peace of God, will not maintain the peace of God in your awareness. So if I say I want the peace of God, but I think it's okay to have an attack thought against myself or others, then I'm going to feel conflicted. Because I have a very fundamental conflict. I'm saying I want one thing and I'm choosing something else. It's like going into a restaurant and saying, I really, really want to eat cooked food because I know that's best for my body, but only eating raw food. And then feeling sick. My body doesn't like much raw food, so especially in the wintertime. So that's the thing. Why would I be eating raw food? Because somebody says it's better for me. And sometimes people do say that to me. It's like, okay, you can say that, but I know what my experience is. So I love myself. I'm keeping my commitments to myself. So... It says here, knowledge can be restored only when you meet the condition of the kingdom by having peace in your heart. 
It says, this is not a bargain made by God who makes no bargains. It is merely the result of your misuse of God's laws on behalf of an imaginary will that is not God's will. Right? So, knowledge is God's will. If you are opposing God's will, how can you have knowledge? So when we are being unloving or unkind to anyone, even just in our thinking, then we are blocking knowledge. We're blocking insight. We're blocking all the things that will help us make better decisions. We are not fostering the conditions that bring insight and clarity and freedom and prosperity and joy and wholeness. Jesus goes on to say, I have told you what knowledge offers you, right? It's restoration. But perhaps you do not yet regard this as wholly desirable. In other words, you're still interested in exploring your opinions and judgments, your perceptions. If you did regard knowledge as wholly desirable, you would not be so ready to throw it away when the ego asks for your allegiance. The distortions, excuse me, the distractions of the ego may seem to interfere with your learning, but the ego has no power to distract you unless you give it the power to do so. So this is the key here with healthy boundaries. Do not give ego the power. So how do you stop giving ego the power? Every time you don't feel peaceful, it's because you gave ego the power. Just give it back to the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, I oh, I just started to feel annoyed. I must be giving the power to the ego. I'm taking it back. Please, no, I am willing to be peaceful. I choose to be peaceful. Right? It's that beautiful, beautiful prayer at the end of chapter 5 that's so, so helpful to us. Where And it says here, um, in in the this is page ninety in the t- in the text. Um, if you realize that you're not wholly joyous, then hello, the ego has the authority. And Jesus says, therefore, the first step in the undoing is to recognize that you you have actively decided wrongly, but. You can just as actively decide otherwise. Be very firm with yourself in this and keep yourself fully aware that the undoing process, which does not come from you, is nevertheless within you because God placed it there. Your part, and this is so critical, is merely to return your thinking to the point at which the error was made and give it over to the atonement and peace. So what does that mean? It means you can, if you start to feel a disturbance, that you can stop and go, okay, I'm going to take a breath and realize I'm starting to feel disturbed. So I'm going to invoke the Holy Spirit And I desire to return my mind back to the point where I made the decision to choose ego instead of love, to choose separation instead of union. And I'm going to give everything that has occurred since then to the Holy Spirit for healing. And this is the the prayer that Jesus gives us to do that. He says... I must have, this is the prayer, I must have decided wrongly because I am not at peace. I made the decision myself, but I can also decide otherwise. I want to decide otherwise because I want to be at peace. I do not feel guilty because the Holy Spirit will undo all the consequences of my wrong decision if I will let him. I choose to let him by allowing him to decide for God for me. 
And Jesus tells us, say this to yourself as sincerely as you can, remembering that the Holy Spirit will respond fully to your slightest invitation. This is why I call this the parent's prayer, because um, oftentimes parents feel guilty for having snapped at their children or manipulated them or what, whatever they might have done. Um, and just give all the consequences of your wrong decision to the Holy Spirit for healing. You are entitled to restoration. You are entitled to miracles, and that's what restoration is. You are entitled to remember the knowledge of God. You are entitled, and your willingness is all that's required. Going back to chapter 8, section 1, paragraph 2. The distractions of the ego may seem to interfere with your learning, but the ego has no power to distract you unless you give it the power to do so. The ego's voice is in the hallucination. You cannot expect it to say, I am not real. Yet you are not asked to dispel your hallucinations alone. You don't have to do it alone. You are merely asked to evaluate your hallucinations in terms of their results to you. Just look at the results. Oh, I feel sad now. Oh, I feel angry now. Oh, I feel frightened now. Oh, I feel like something bad happened now. I must have given my power to the ego. The ego is a hallucination. Let me choose the kingdom which is within and all else will be added unto me. He goes on to say, if you do not want the hallucinations on the basis of loss of peace, they will be removed from your mind for you. Just like at the end of chapter 5, I do not feel guilty because the Holy Spirit will undo all the consequences of my wrong decision if I let him. It's so clear. The, the, this point is made over and over and over and over again through A Course of Miracles. But I don't meet very many Course of Miracles people who work with this. And that's why we really work this to a nub in my Masterful Living course. After the course of a year, anybody who's willing will and practices this has profound transformation profound transformation hey and right now i'll just mention that um i am in the midst of my new year's rocket fuel class i love doing this work at the beginning of the year it's so powerful and it just shapes the trajectory of our whole year this is the first module in um my Masterful Living course. And if you get the New Year's Rocket Fuel right now, you'll also get my New Year's Reboot. Plus, you'll get a month of my Sacred Circle. It's like the one of the best offerings I have all year long, this New Year's Rocket Fuel. And I'll tell you a little secret, which is you could probably get into Masterful Living, I know you can, you could stay, you could say, oh, I love this so much, I want to do Masterful Living, even though registration is closed. So, New Year's Rocket Fuel, great opportunity for you to really um, do this work with me uh, in a very, um, just a very clear, like, do the inner work, not just read about it. Not just think about it, but we are actually doing the work. Come join me, please. If you need a payment plan, we'll give you a payment plan. It's not a big cost. Oh, and um, so I just want to get to here, um, uh, 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 finish healthy boundaries. A little bit later in this um 
chapter 8, in section 2, paragraph 7, Jesus says, When I said, all power and glory are yours because the kingdom is his, this is what I meant. The will of God is without limit, and all power and glory lie within it. The will of God is boundless in strength and in love and in peace. It has no boundaries because its extension is unlimited. And it encompasses all things because it created all things. By creating all things, it made them part of itself. You are the will of God because that is how you were created. Because your creator creates only like himself. You are like him. You are part of God who is all power and glory and are therefore as unlimited as God is. So, healthy boundaries is what we need to have in our mind, in our heart. It's that permeable membrane only love permeates. And in this world, this is what boundaries are for. But the truth is, we are unlimited and there are no boundaries. So, we have to have clear limits to people's manipulation and coercion. There you go. It's time for me to close us out here. Remember that the Course in Miracles tickets, we do have some left. We'd like to get get rid of them all and come meet me in San Francisco. I'm coming early. I'm staying late. We're going to have such a good time. And we've got payment plans. Let's take that breath. So grateful and thankful that the love of God is all that we are. We share the benefits of our healthy boundaries with everyone because we're one with them. In gratitude, we let the healing be. We know it's done, and so it is. Amen. 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 Have a great rest of your week. I love you. Mwah.